I V M. Hi, I'm Utsav, a behavior researcher by training and a slow traveler by passion. Postcards from Nowhere is a travel podcast where I condense a decade of travel experiences and explore not just the where but also the why and how to travel. My stories emerge from slow traveling the less explored parts of the world: Bosnia and Herzegovina, Armenia, Uzbekistan, and even China. At the end of each story, I give practical tips and new ideas about how to travel better. This week, I take you to the tea gardens of Munnar, Kerala, and understand what Kalari Payattu can teach us about facing hardships in life. As the unrelenting sun gave way to a cool evening, I found myself walking around the tea gardens in Munnar, wanting to reach my homestay, rest my feet, and enjoy some Malayali hospitality. I turned the corner and noticed a board which advertised a show around Kalari Payattu. I had heard of this martial art form vaguely, and dismissed this particular show as touristy, and almost decided to skip it. Kalari Payattu originated as a style in Kerala. It is derived from the word Kalari, which means place, threshing floor, or battlefield, and Payattu, which means an exercise in arms or practice. The origin stories are debatable. The religious lineage is connected with Lord Parshuram, who, by the way, is also credited to have reclaimed Kerala from the Arabian Sea. In its recent form, by the sixth century, it had been developed during an extended period of warfare between Chera and Chola dynasties. It declined during the imperialist rule, but it went through a resurgence in the 1920s as a wave of rediscovery of the traditional arts swept southern India. It continued through the 1970s as there was a surge of general worldwide interest in martial arts. So, against my own judgment, I decided to go ahead with the show. I entered the darkened room and waited for the fighters to display their craft. I was already intrigued by the weapons on display. They lay quietly, in sharp contrast to the excitement of the audience, as if peacefully waiting to see off an enthusiastic kid. They seemed to lay with quite wisdom of knowing that their masters would come soon and treat them with the respect and finesse they deserve. And as the music soared and the lights brightened, entered four men who seemed to possess the strength and flexibility. which what was the stuff of mythology the crouches the leaps the kicks every thump of the leg every cross split every scissor cut would have required years of training within a few minutes we knew we were watching the proponents of an ancient art which had its roots in nature it borrowed the fighting styles from the lion the tiger the snake and even the cock one of the fighters was armed only with a knife and he found himself under attack he clung to the ground like a serpent gazing slowly at his opponent never breaking eye contact and yet slowly advancing towards him with an audible hush the crowd fled silent anticipation hung in the air and suddenly we felt that the tables had turned the hunter became the hunted and with the agility of a black mamba the knife wielding fighter leapt at his opponent barely giving him time to defend yet what was absolutely fascinating for me was the way the mind was controlled their own tamed by the fighters and ours dominated by the theatrics we swayed with the movement of swords which could cut the air into a thousand pieces We rumbled as the sparks flew when the swords collided. We jumped from our seats when they flew into the air and our eyes widened as they performed body bending moves. They played with fire lucidly, handling it with the dexterity of a wily master. It was an absolute stupefaction of our senses. There were moments where their focus was so intense that they seemed to have stopped time when everything in the background dissolved and we were one with the fighters. They were already one with their craft. Their body and mind moved as a singular unit. in perfect harmony it was not merely a martial arts form it was thousands of years of worldly and otherworldly wisdom condensed into an art form as each combat ended they were at ease in a moment while we were still reeling 
in the incredulity of what we just witnessed. With them, we fought vicariously. But unlike them, we did not possess the balance of the mind to dissociate ourselves quickly. And in that moment, it became clear to me that at the heart of Kalari Payatu is the theory of Dharmyut. It is symbolized in the ritual practice of Kalari of touching the floor or the hand of the master with the right hand and then touching the chest and the head. This stands to signify that the fight should only be initiated by the mind if the heart approves of it. In our lives, we may sometimes find ourselves on the back foot. The knife-yielding fighter in a matter of seconds demonstrated how one can turn almost any position into an advantage. He not only emerged unharmed, but emerged victorious. But most importantly, if we find that the battles we choose to fight find the approval of our heart, we would always find the courage in our mind to fight them. If you like this podcast, don't forget to check out other interesting podcasts on the IVM network. You can listen to us on the IVM podcast app or ivmpodcast.com. You can also follow us on our social media. We are IVM Podcasts on Twitter and Instagram. And if you want to reach out to me, I am Utsav Memoria on Twitter and YV Travel 42 on Instagram. <laughs>